0: Welcome to Ozarks, Ozarks Haints and Hooch. This ain't no fancy academic check your references kind of deal. We are two sisters from the Ozarks sipping and spewing about Haints, Hooch, and history. Hey, everybody. Hello, and welcome to Ozarks Haints. <laughs> Oh yeah? Good. Yeah. That's the way to start it off. <laughs> I'm put that on the recording. Hello and welcome to Ozark's Haints and Hooch. This is Dawn. I'm with Dina
1: hey.
0: and Elvis. Can you hear him purring in my ear? Um, and uh, we're uh, in two separate states again, which stinks, but you know, it's better than not being... Uh together at all, I guess. So uh Dina's got the big story tonight, and um, I'm your host. Um, all the things we have, let me just say, I'll say this. (laughs) I've already had this drink and I like it. And I have gotten the COVID booster, and I didn't think it was affecting me, but now I wonder if it's not. So, anyway. Our social media is Facebook and Instagram. You can go visit us there. Um, like I said, Dina says that Samson's gonna run in and start uh, barking in a minute. Elvis mm-hmm. you may lose mind in a minute. Yeah, it's dark here. I don't think there's any mowing, but the Wi-Fi's are always um, dicey. Uh, we are we try to release the 1st and the 15th. We're on everything. Um, if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, please subscribe and give us five stars. Um, we also have a Patreon, and we have a new Hoochie. Um, I assume this is a woman, Tori Darnell. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate it. And sorry, I didn't catch this before, um, the 15th, but anyway, thanks Tori. We appreciate you. We appreciate everybody who is part of our Hoochie family. Um, if, If you have the desire to help us out, um, please go to Patreon and look up Ozarks Haints in the letter in Hooch. And then that brings us to the website. So our website is OzarksHaintsInHooch.weebly.com. Oh, and we got to talk about my little child, who's not little, really. My Air Force child uh, had to take a like a uh, not a, really a website class, but how to make fancy things. And so he made us an interactive shebang. I don't even know what to call it uh, map. It's an interactive map. So you can go on and it's, yes. he's like dropped pins and you can click on the pins and it will bring up that story that happened there. Yeah. And he says he's going to keep doing it. He's just got the ones done for 2023, but he says, When he has time, he's going to go back and do the old one. So thanks, Jacob. We appreciate it. It's very cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Uh, What else? Oh, the drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really am. I was feeling like I was feeling so good. And now I've lost my mind. So um, the drink. Uh, I like this drink. Um, It is called the Hot Nun Cocktail. Dina will tell you why it's called that in a minute. Um, it's got one and a half ounces of frangelico oh my god oh my god I love that um, a tablespoon of honey three cloves a lemon twist rind and uh, hot water so you pour the frangelico into a brandy snifter and then you add honey lemon peel, peel and cloves and then fill it with hot water um and oh, uh- oh go ahead I it's right a story. I, it's yummy to me. I love yeah. I love Prangelico. So it's okay. Um I mean, it's fine. I will drink a little bit of it. It's not my favorite, but it's not awful either. But I didn't have any frangelico. No, frangelico. Is that what you call it? Frangelico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't have any of that. So, I messaged our brother-in-law and said, I don't have any for Angelica. Do you have any that I can borrow? And his answer to me was, I have all the alcohols. <laughs> he's oh. a bartender. We should say, and a photographer, um, yeah. we should say that. Oh, we should probably give him a shout out about, he's got a Throw new his- site up too called Abandoned Ozarks Photography. Yeah. On You can find it on Facebook and then there's a link to take you to it because I'm not even sure what yeah. the website is. No, <laughs> I don't know either. But anyway, so he left it at mom's and I went to get it from mom's and I was like, mom, do you have any clothes? And she was like, yeah. And so I went and got the clove tin. I just grabbed it. I've, I've come straight from work. Like I worked at the sweet shop all day and then I had a show tonight. So I am a little out of it. Uh, So I just grabbed it. And then I went through the Chinese place line to get us food. And as I was sitting there, I looked at the clove box and I was like, Oh, this is ground cloves, and it's from 1975. <laughs> yep. I got it out of mom's pantry, and it's in a metal box. That should tell you right there I know, how don't old throw that is. A box away. That's worth something. Well, I'm going to take it back and put it right back in her pantry. So I ended up going to the store and buying the cloves anyway. So but, can I tell you about a better drink? Sure. Okay. So here's a Burning Man story. One time at Burning Man. um, One time at Burning Man, I can't remember where I was to meet these two women from Canada, but Burning Man is so like in, in the real world, you would not just meet some randos and then go back to their house. Right. I mean, I guess maybe you would, I wouldn't, but anyway, I met these two women from Canada and they're like, come back to our camp. We're going to make you a drink and you're going to love it. And I'm like, okay. Okay. So in Canada, first of all, they gave me my choice. I could may have a Bloody Mary that's made with Clamato, which is clam juice. Cause they say that's what Canadians drink. I was like, nope. And then they said, okay, taste this. So what they do is they get a, a glass and they pack it with crushed ice and then they put frangelico in it and they squeeze like a ton of lime juice in there and stir it up and oh my is it wonderful as a matter of fact I think it was one of deirdre's favorite things um but I, I learned I that. remember that yes I remember I that, that it used to be so this is good but um that's better so yeah I'm probably not going to be able to drink it for one thing so skitter and I Went on a big, long trip, and I can't, I can't say why yet. There is an announcement coming out next week, Um, but we went on a trip for our work. Huh? You're pregnant? That's the big announcement. God, no. <laughs> um, we went on a trip for work, and we ended up going to South Dakota, which is a 13-hour drive, one way. And so we drove 13 hours on Monday and then on Tuesday we picked something up for work and then we drove in a big big, fat circle. And let me tell you, if you've ever been to South Dakota, everything's an hour away from everything else. Like, I'm not kidding. There's nothing right next door. Like where we live, Forsyth is 20 minutes from Branson. We're five minutes from Taneyville. Nope no it's an hour away so dawn one of the places we got to go was mount rushmore which i had never been there people keep asking me if um i was um what's the word i want if i was let down by it and i had no expectations because i you know i just didn't i had no expectations of it we were there we sh- i felt like we should go so we went and it was it was i mean it's very neat i mean it's a big Watching the movies and everything, and we had Thomas Jefferson vanilla ice cream. They have the Thomas Jefferson's vanilla ice cream recipe and they serve it for too much money at the ice cream shop there at Mount Rochemar. So as we were eating, ice cream and talking we facetime dawn and and we facetime our kids too but while i was talking to dawn i said we are an hour away from everything south dakota is an hour away from everything and these two men walked by and they heard me say that and they both started laughing they were like oh we just said that so i'm not making that up it's really an hour away from everything so but we did get to do some fun stuff but it was a long the the drive was not so great So here's what, I mean, thanks for FaceTiming me. And here's what I thought about. So, you know how you always see things like that, Mount Rushmore, the Statue of Liberty, all that, you see it composed in a photograph, right? So -hmm. then when you're presented with the real thing, like you never know, like I'm always so surprised. So when I saw the Sistine Chapel, I was like, oh my God, it's so tiny, you know, and I kind of felt the same about Mount Rushmore. It's just like it's such a small part of that mountain. But mm-hmm. you see, and I this is over that she's FaceTiming me, but you see in photographs, you see it zoomed in. So it's just mm-hmm. the president. It's yeah. like the Alamo or whatever, you know, that's a little tiny too in the middle of downtown. And it's not, I mean, it's not tiny, it's ginormous. Well, sure. but right. Um, compared to the the mountain, I guess. It's not even a mountain. It's just a big rock. South Dakota's weird. I mean, I'm not dissing it, but you can see, you can stand in one spot and see for thousands of miles because there's no trees. Like, there's little bunches of trees, but not like trees there are here. And it's really flat unless you're in the mountains Mm -hmm. or in the Black Hills, right? So everywhere else, it's just super flat and windy. And so... It was just Scooter said it's weird out here. <laughs> That's true. It's w- weird out there because there are no there are no trees, and if there are trees, they've been planted on purpose for wind breaks. Yeah, because it's so windy. So there. Did you at night when you were driving? Because Illinois was like that when I lived there, but I saw the most incredible astral phenomena when <laughs> I was driving back and forth. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think we really saw anything just because we were so tired. We yeah. were trying to just focus on staying awake, I think. Um, we, the coolest thing, in my opinion, that we did was um, we went to Custer National Park and we went on a Jeep tour through the park and they took us through a herd of buffalo. Yeah, that's, and that was, that was the neatest thing We got to see two bulls fight. And I mean, it was, we were in the middle of the herd. So it was just kind of, they said that they don't bother the Jeeps because they're so used to them. But unless it's rutting season or birthing season, was the only times that they get a little bit. And they're massive. So I told my Artier story about waking up one morning. So I used to work for the Yoakum silver dollar. What's the name of that? Lost silver mine. mine. Part of my very little salary was a, and I'm going to use this term loosely, a house. (laughs) And one morning I woke up and it was so hot in there. There was no air conditioning. And I turned over and I'm not kidding you. There was a buffalo head in my window. He had had, he was trying to start a exotic animal paradise with like a donkey and a buffalo and some goats <laughs> <laughs> so the buffalo came up to that and knocked the screen out like his head was in my yeah. room and they're i are huge they are huge they're huge, yeah. they're huge. Yeah. so anyway yeah we uh we did that we went to mount rushmore and we went up to deadwood here's my deadwood story okay we went to the franklin hotel right um yeah it's supposed to be old west if you've ever watched the hbo series right they've got the gym they've got the franklin hotel we ate at mustang sally's which was i mean it was burgers There's a hole in the wall but it was good um so i was like i want to go into the franklin hotel and just walk around because it's the franklin hotel i just want to go in well, South Dakota casinos are like gambling is a lifestyle, evidently, and because they're like in gas stations, there's little casinos you in have to do, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, we walked into the Franklin Hotel and like all the decor is old west, right? Everything's like I don't know if it's historically accurate or what, but it's or if it's the actual yeah. antique or whatever, but everything is very ornate and very old western, right? except they have Las Vegas type gambling equipment all over the walls and we, Skitter and I were both were like ooh, I don't like this I mean I know Deadwood they gambled and they visited brothels that's pretty and they panned for gold right That's all they did in that show and they fought each other but um I would have much rather preferred them to do like if they were if they wanted to gamble, why didn't they keep with the theme, especially in Deadwood? Because they like have a shootout at two o'clock every day. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why would you do that and then put neon machines? I don't know. But the, And it wasn't just the Franklin, like the Hickok Hotel was across the street. Same thing. Yeah. There was a... Well, you I'm know, right in uh vegas and reno i mean there is gambling everywhere in the airport you can gamble before you leave in the airport lobby i mean in the gates like it's not just in the lobby it's it's everywhere, everywhere. so i guess if you're if you have open gambling you're trying to make money and i guess i just was not impressed with that i didn't yeah, like that I, I don't care if they you gamble but i think if you're trying to go for a nostalgic old west atmosphere you don't throw in a freaking neon slot machine that covers <laughs> up the entire wall so that there, reminds- there's my soapbox okay that i was gonna actually i was gonna rant tonight too but i'll save it um uh, that <laughs> reminds me that i haven't talked to dina since i uh got back anyway i was explaining to my students in intro so it's a uh, uh intro students, it's kind of a hodgepodge of ages and all of that. And I don't know them very well. But anyway, I was explaining to them about going into a dispensary in Missouri. And they were, they they lost their minds. They couldn't believe it. And I'm like, yeah, it's really, really weird. So there you go, Missouri. Part You're half crazy for some things, but you know, at least you you allow people to sleep there. That's what I that's why I go to the dispensary is to get sleep drugs. So. Sleep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are we ready to start this you now know. that we've talked so much? Talked for like an hour. I know. Okay. Yes. Say your what okay. you're doing. Nestled in the Saint Francois Mountains in southeast Missouri, Arcadia Valley is one of Missouri's most unique locales. Born from long extinct volcanoes, the valley sits in the midst of three ancient calderas: Butler Hill, Tom Sock, and Han Peak. Its unique geological origin is one of the features that makes the valley so special. Arcadia Valley was also the scene of one of the largest and most hard-fought battles waged on the state's soil, the Battle of Pilot Knob. And as we all know, that means there's some ghosts hanging around. Um, no Civil war means ghosty ghosties in fact one Civil War ghost has found its way to the Arcadia Academy and that's what I'm gonna be talking about um and that's not the only ghost that makes the now bed and breakfast its home so here's some information on the the Arcadia Academy here's a little history. The original academy was built in 1846 by Jerome C. Berryman as a Methodist high school. So when the Reverend um, Berryman came to the Arcadia Valley, his brother was already there and they decided to start a school of higher learning. It was almost pure wilderness at that point. So in 1847, um, they started the school. There was no Iron County or Arcadia Valley. It was just called Arcadia High School. And Reverend Berryman was known all over as a Methodist circuit riding preacher. Families moved there so that their children could attend Berryman School. And at one point, it boasted an enrollment of 109 boys and 66 girls. So Berryman sold the institution in 1858, and it closed in 1861 during the years 1861 to 1863 the buildings were used as a hospital for union soldiers and that's where our civil war comes from once again i stand firm in my belief that the blood soaked walls and floors will will hold energy i mean you can't you can't have that much death and gore i i just don't think you can right i don't yeah i agree yeah yep schools orphanages hospitals yeah. anything all. with lots of um emotional energy right yeah. yeah anyway so at that time general clinton fisk insisted that the school be opened and the proper, property property reverted back to um Berryman. so i looked up who general fisk was because It made me think that I should know who that is because of the way that was stated. And he fought in the American Civil War in Missouri and Arkansas. He commanded the first uh, district of Southeast Missouri and later the Department of North Missouri. So he had some pull, which is how he got Berryman the school back. Um, the young men and women attending the school received a quality education most were local but at a glance of the roster the students show some hometowns of um, Pocahontas, Arkansas so that's pretty far away for that time I would say tuition oh and I guess I haven't said exactly where it is I do at some point but this um, Arcadia Valley is up by Elephant Rocks in the Johnson's shut-ins
1: by St. Louis
0: yeah, up by St. Like it's twenty or thirty minutes outside of St. Louis, south of St. Louis. Tuition was um, ten to sixteen dollars. Um, board, washing, lodging, and fuel was eighty dollars. And when uh, Berryman retired to Caldonia, Missouri, several other people tried to run the school, but they were not successful. In 1877, the col- college was sold to the Ursuline Order for $30,000. So Father Hennessy of Iron Mountain pleaded with the church, and they persuaded Mother Johanna to purchase the buildings and the grounds. Hence our drink. Hot nun. So, Johanna. Yep. Yeah. There were two buildings in 1877. One was the original 16-room building, of which three rooms were habitable. The other, um, an unfinished four-story brick erected in 1870, and only three of those rooms were usable at the time, too. However, the sisters went right to work. And in 1878, they graduated their first class of 17 boarders and also some of the local girls. They put an ambitious program for more than um, 259 guests. So the school prospered. Uh, A 1902 photo shows 50 girls gathered around an artificial lake on the grounds. The beautiful St. Joseph's Chapel was built in 1907. A new four-story wing was added in 1913, but uh, the 1870 building burned in 1917. So immediately they put another three-story building up. In 1922, another wing was added connecting to the chaplain's residence. The last building was the gymnasium in 1930. And during its peak years, more than 100 girls were boarded and educated there. Um, and even some foreign countries, they said. The sisters were asked to take charge of parochial. Uh, is that how we say it? Parochial. Yeah, periocal. <laughs> That's not even how it's spelled. <laughs> parochial. <laughs> I'm so tired. Schools of surrounding towns, including Granville, Pilot Knob, and Arcadia. Just getting there was no easy at, uh, task. I almost said Ask. Even when the sisters came there in 1877, there were few houses in Arcadia. The sisters gradually increased their holdings until um, 1913. There was sufficient acreage for a Missouri Pacific demonstration farm. What is that, you ask? I'll tell you because I didn't know. Um, Demonstration farms are privately owned lands where conservation practices already are in place and working to improve the productivity of the farm so anyway the so it was um it was obviously very strict for the girls because they were nuns and that's what they're known for evidently Uh Uh, they were asked to be silent except during recreation that sounds like a whole lot of fun your whole day as a teenage girl and you can't talk i just don't know how that would have gone yeah right when okay. the enrollment began to drop in the early 1970s, so they had that for a really long time. That was 1970, and it was 1877 when they took it over. Wow. Anyway, yeah. So the enrollment began to drop in the night, and the girls' uh, school was closed in 1971. Then the sisters began operating care center. Okay. Uh, so do you think that they made the babies be quiet except for a recreation time? Cause okay. I've ran a daycare and you can't make babies be quiet for nothing. Well, it's they just... probably didn't like, like probably put them away somewhere. Put them away. Well, yeah. Close mom. i a little. Okay. Um, so 1977 was a centennial year. And even though the school was closed, they did have, um, festivities on the property, um, It has now been in the Arcadia Valley longer than any town, uh, most of the churches, and most of the homes. And currently, it houses two bed and breakfast buildings. Um, The 1989 Laundry House and the 1906 Priest House are the two two of the oldest buildings on the 16-acre property. So the Priest House, here's a little bit about the Priest House. This is just... To um like i said there's two buildings and they're both bed and breakfasts but here's a little bit of what they look like or what they are inside okay. the priest house has 10 foot ceilings intricate wood moldings numerous generously sized arched windows and an extensive two-story 60-foot balcony that offers views of the farmer garden grounds there are five guest rooms um there are the cardinal suite the provincial suite the garden room the hearth room and the bishop's room The Laundry House, as you may have figured, used to house the laundry facility for the school. So it was originally constructed in 1889, and this three-story building has an outdoor patio at the rear. Um, It was once a, a, a greenhouse. Now it hosts four modernly restored rooms, um, including a honeymoon suite with a heart-shaped tub and separate living room, two queen bedrooms with private bathrooms, and a giant shared common room. And finally, there's a penthouse suite upstairs with two bedrooms. Um, so there's there's your little history of it, and kind of what I kind of want to go. Like I looked at the pictures I got on the website, and I was I told Skitter I was like, oh, I think I found another place for us to go spend the night and maybe turn the ghost box on oh yeah so, yeah anyway and it's not that far away i mean you know what is that three hours up to st louis and so not even that so in october of 2006 the paranormal task force had an held an investigation on the property they give uh, a little more information about those that haunt the old school um and this is what they say The owners and guests alike have experienced unexplainable spiritual phenomena over the years. Even a past academy boarding school attendee, um, Sue Tippett, talks about the legends of the spirit of a Civil War soldier who roamed the halls of the place back in the 1950s. Um and she actually wrote about it. it. Her book was called Boarding School Diary. I tried to find it online. I looked on Amazon. I looked on Scribed. I just Googled it. Um, and it shows that it is an actual book, but it's a rare book, and I could not find it anywhere. Because then, of course, I kind of wanted to read it, right? Um. Other more current stories include the one of Monroe, and he was the nephew to one of the nuns at the academy. He met his fate one day in the early 1900s when struck by a train. He was buried in the adjacent cemetery in the corner of the Ursuline Sisters section by himself. If one is lucky enough, they may see the ghost of Monroe roam through one of the rooms or hallways in the buildings. It's also said that the old priest house, currently the bed and breakfast, and other parts of the academy, the sounds of playing and singing children can sometimes be heard, and even sometimes followed by the shh of what many believe to be in them. Of course, even in death, they're telling them to shut up. (laughs) Um, There are even times that visitors capture unexplainable things on their cameras, which appear to be very spiritual and angelic in nature. The following are some of the uh, task force um, uh, experiences that they had. And it's uh, it'll be um, on the extras page. Okay. their uh, their uh, the link to their website. So Greg, who was the main dude, witnessed a human male with color-length blonde hair he was skinny and young in appearance and he walked down the first floor hallway of the bed and breakfast. Um, he opened the basement door and then disappeared into the darkness. Um, when he asked the owners about that the next day, he was told that there were no other males staying in the building that night and the description matched what Ursula and his sisters um, told them that Monroe had looked like. Um And they said that an actual human male cannot be ruled out, neither can a spiritual Monroe. So, there you go. Um, A door to a room in the bed and breakfast was observed opening and closing several times on its own with no one inside. The doorknob was also witnessed turning at times during the event. Um, And then there were other doors that they witnessed closing and opening by themselves and sometimes even locking what appeared to be the singing of a catholic hymn or part of a service was witnessed by Greg while in the rear courtyard um and it was <laughs> excuse me it was coming from inside the uh, um Saint, the old st joseph's chapel yeah. yeah uh investigators woke up to the noise of people walking and talking along with the sounds of furniture being moved um when they investigated there was no one else there except for those investigators they uh, had, there were uh strong odors that moved. Um, it was a strong sulfur smell. They said, um, "Moving cold, yeah, that's not good." I mean, sulfur usually means bad. Yeah, but okay. Uh, moving cold spots were also experienced by the investigators. Um, they were in the old freshman dorm when the room temperature was about fifty-three degrees. And then the moving cold spot registered about 45 degrees. A mist-like figure was witnessed in the attic area of the bed and breakfast, of uh, coming out of the upper windows walkway access area, then flying through the air before returning to the area it came from. And that was also accompanied uh, kind of by that sulfur smell. Hmm. There was also yeah, a moving white mist, um, while, they saw while they were outside, and it came from a room that was being renovated. Um, they experienced being touched and having their hair pulled. Um, they sensed the presence of a child spirit uh, in the antique mall area, and they tried to communicate with it. Um, multiple investigators witnessed a child's rocking horse rocking on its own. And they also heard noises and voices, and I put some. Um, I will put some pictures. There's the black mist. They kind of. I mean, you know, you have to take everything with a grain of salt. But I um, mean, they have a picture of a black black mist. So, and they have a picture of that white mist outside. Huh. So, anyway, um, there's also some EVP recordings, uh, which I tried to listen to. I hold on. I wrote this on the way to South Dakota in the truck. So it was not the quietest. I did have headphones in, but it was hard to hear the EVPs. But please go to their website and listen to all those. Look at all their pictures. It's so when, when it was, was all that? When were the pictures? That was in 2006. That's okay. when they did this. Okay. Um. But the bed breakfast is still going right now. Um. And so uh, one of my favorite things when I do a story like this is to look up the current experiences. Like I'll go on TripAdvisor and I'll read all of those. If I think trying to find somebody who said something about it. Um, This came from, I can't even remember what website it is on there. It's not TripAdvisor, but it's maybe my haunted state or something like that. But here are some um, of the stories of folks that were just visiting the property and they had some experiences. So this is Sarah, and um, she posted this in April of 2019. I don't know if that's not right. That has to be a different one. She, oh, yeah, maybe, no, no. It says last year in 2022, so it wasn't 2019. uh, She, her mother and sister, went upstairs to the shops while walking through the entryway. I saw a dark, short shadow standing off to my right, just inside the door. A voice told me to get to class. I didn't answer. I did answer, and I said yes, ma'am, while walking very quickly to find my sister, so that she thinks that was a nun. Okay. Um, this next one, maybe this is the one from 2019. Um, they went to eat at the Abbey Restaurant, which I've seen pictures of. That, that place looks amazing. I just want to go to eat and sit on their big balcony. That's it. So the- and run my ghost box. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Um, I went to eat at the Abbey restaurant for the first time. I had no clue of the history of the building at all, but when I walked in the door of the restaurant, my senses kicked in. We sat down at the end of the dining room close to the door that goes into the hall of the creamery. I kept feeling like someone was watching from the hall. It took me a long time to read the menu because I kept feeling so much energy. Once I finally ordered, my view kept drifting over to the doors into the kitchen. I felt there to be a lot of spirits going in and out of that door. Our <laughs> food finally came. When I tried to focus on my dinner and company, I just had a hard time keeping on my, uh, on the conversation. Um, we finished our meal and I excused myself to use the restroom. Uh, it's across the dining room at the other end um, from where they were seated. The restrooms were right by the entrance to the theater. Um, A very large steel door was there as the entrance to the theater, which was old. It had weights that um, it used to open and close. Um, I placed my hands on the door and it was so cold that it hurt my hands to touch. The temperature that day was 78 degrees and shouldn't have been cold to the touch like that. There was a sign on the door to not enter without being on a guided tour. So i proceeded into the women's restroom she entered the restroom there was an old dresser and a full size dressing mirror in the far corner i went into one of the stalls and sat down and the hair on the back of my neck stood up and i felt eyes all over me i finished and stepped out of the stall and looked at the big mirror and a huge black mass went across the mirror it turned to look at the area um I turned to look at the area that it darted into and there was a cold spot. I washed my hands and the water was um, only cold and it came out burning hot. Like it, there wasn't a hot water spigot, I guess, which I don't know how that's possible in a bathroom, but okay. Once I stepped out the door to the restroom, I felt something or someone rush up on me from the theater door. Wow. Yeah. That was a lot. Yeah. Um, Okay, here's the last one. I went there for the first time in 2018. I, too, went to use the restroom, only it was at night and very dimly lit. I had the strange feeling of being watched the entire time, and when I was leaving, I caught a glimpse of a black apparition, I am assuming a nun, standing in the corner. My husband and I were with another couple, and the guy we were with saw a soldier standing in what was the ice cream parlor. My daughter also... I was involved in a wedding at the chapel a few years ago. It was around 11 p.m. when she was gathering her things to leave. The place was dark and she couldn't find a light switch, so she used the flashlight on her phone. She heard someone whistling in the room she was in. She thought she was alone. She quickly finished gathering her things and left. And now I want to go take a long weekend in Arcadia Valley. Yeah go stay at the arcadia academy it's really pretty like all the buildings are brick i I, I posted a picture of the grounds it's just um it's something i want to do i think i want to wait until it's warm again because i've al- always wanted to go to the junction shut-ins and Me the too. yeah and the elephant rocks but it's not like you can go up there and stay somewhere you have to camp but if you you could you could go to the Sarkedia Valley and spend the night there and take a day trip to those places. So I kind of want to put that on my to-do list for next summer. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to the Johnson shut ins for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's it. I am done. Wow. That's um interesting. And I mean, wow, the stories. I mean, wow, they had a lot wow, I keep saying, wow, they had um, a lot of specific experiences. Yeah, and some that coincided with others, you know, like the, the Soldier and the Black Mist. I mean, there were, that was even, the Black Mist was over several different websites. That wasn't even the same website, so oh see okay that lends a lot more credibility to it i guess yeah yeah i think so too
1: anyway
0: um yeah i it's it's pretty go look at the pictures um i will because again who knew about that i didn't i mean nope st louis so yeah Yeah. wow well thanks that was good Thanks. just another place to put on the world tour of ozark I'm saints and Hood. go in the ozarks mm-hmm. yeah i agree cool man now i'm gonna go put my pajamas on and um possibly go to bed well i feel so okay i didn't really talk about this but yeah i got my uh last covid booster and Everybody I know has gotten really sick from it. I feel fine. My arm kind of hurts, which is weird because that's never happened before. But like, I feel okay. I'm just—I—I didn't think I would last through this podcast. I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna get sick, and I'll just be—you'll be talking, and I'll pass out or whatever." Now I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm glad you're fine. I am. The last one I got, it hurt my arm. It didn't make me sick, but it hurt my arm. Oh, well, I've been sick. I don't remember. Did I get sick? Uh, I don't don't think they've ever made me sick. Yeah, all of them did, except maybe the last one wasn't so bad. But the other ones, like I wasn't deathly ill, but I mean, I did sleep for a while and just felt sort of fluish, you know. But I mean, like a one of my colleagues was—he was out of school for forty-eight hours. Um, um, I feel sleepy and sluggish and a little fluish right now. I was going to say I, I, haven't I haven't even had a shot.
1: <laughs> I don't have I'm to get a shot.
0: I just feel like that all the time. <laughs> all so. the time, all the time. Oh, anyway, yeah. I'm tired. And I know, I know, Scooter's tired. Like I may go in there. He got home while we were doing this and um I there's a good possibility that he's asleep in his chair yeah well okay so people that I mean I'm sure I've said this but like I got him from Missouri and I was here for two weeks and then I went back to West Plains to go to the Ozark Symposium and then I came back and you know how when you finally come back like all that I broke a tooth on the way to <laughs> the airport I had $800. I have a new $800 crown in my head. And then I had to go get blood drawn. And then um, what else did I do? It seemed like this week has been filled with appointments where I have waited for hours. And then I've got Elvis has his doctor's appointment on Monday. So after Monday, I should be good to go for a little bit anyway. I had to go to the DMV in Forsyth and it was super busy. Like we were taking numbers at the Forsyth DMV. Wow. That's how crazy busy it was. And there were one, two, three, four, four ladies working in there, which is a lot for the Forsyth DMV. Yeah. And so some man walked in and was making jokes about how busy. Was and it got really loud in there, and one of the old ladies stood up and went, "It's so loud in here!" She <laughs> screamed at all of us, and we were like, oh, "Okay." Well, evidently, they got to concentrate to put in the whatever they're putting into those computers. I guess so. I guess so. You know, All right. Well, thanks, Dina. That was great. I mean, that really was great. I I'm I'm have never heard about it. And I've got to, I want to look at the pictures and yeah, yeah, I think. And thank you guys for listening again. If you on whatever podcast um platform you listen to, subscribe, leave us the stars. Um if you feel Um, guilted into donating, please do. Nothing is free. Go to our Patreon. Go to our social media. Go to our website and see the new cool interactive thing we release on the 1st and the 15th. And I guess we'll say goodbye. 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 And remember, if you liked it, tell all your friends. But if you didn't, keep keep your your big big mouth mouth shut. shut.